because I love your smile. Hey, happy motherfucking Friday, man. What's up, peeps? Happy Friday. Uh, welcome to the Uncorked Poetry Podcast. My name is Tamora Israel, a.k.a. T, and I will be your host tonight. No guest tonight. What? What did I say? You heard what I said? No guest tonight. It's just me tonight. I'm holding it down tonight. So <laughs> let's do it. Um, what's up, everybody? Happy Friday. So I was, like everyone else, has been inundated with these stories about Simone Biles and um, her taking the much needed rest and, uh, you know, taking a pause. And um, I've decided, don't care. Don't give a fuck. I don't know why any of us give a fuck. Like if she said, I can't do this right now for X and X reasons, she doesn't even need to give us a reason. If she said that's why, okay, let's go. Like, why do we, why do we care? You know? And I was, who was it? It was a TikTok because y'all know how I feel about TikTok. So there's this TikTok that said, um, everyone who's out here, you know, shaming, uh, I guess like mental health shaming, you know, if that's a, a thing, mental health shaming, uh, Simone Biles. Y'all can't even do a cartwheel. I can't. I can't do a cartwheel. I will bust my face wide the fuck open. Not even going to try. I'm going to let the professionals do what they do. And that professional said that she can't do what she do. So who the fuck am I to challenge her? Support mental health, man. So important. So fucking important. Let's go and do that. Have I cussed enough tonight? I'm just getting started. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you all about the one I got myself in a little bit, but it is good. Mm -hmm. It's pretty good. So this week we don't have a guest. It's just me, you know? And earlier today I was, where was I? I was running errands or, or something like that. And um, I don't remember where I was. I was running errands or whatever. And I came across this site about um, pathology and taking the, um, psychopath test. There's like a, um, I almost said creatine. Cre you know what? doesn't matter. Uh, taking a psychopath test. There's a name for it and I can't remember the name. Um, I'm going to look it up while, while I'm talking to you guys. Um, uh, I took that test today and I took it before. I don't remember the site I took it before, but it wasn't the site I've just taken it with. And the site I took it before, maybe like, I don't know, excuse me, two, three years ago, something like that. Um, it said that I was I was a, a definite psychopath. And I was like, hey, that doesn't feel good. So I cried to my best friend about it. And she was like, well, you have like some psychopath tendencies and that didn't feel great. Yeah, no. Um, but that test I'm pretty sure I found on Facebook. So yeah. This test was done by a... Um, what is it? Uh, uh, like a mental health magazine. There's a, another word for it, and I can't think of it. Um, like a, a journal. It was yes, a journal about psychopathy. And I took the test, and it said that I am in the fifty percentile higher than most people to be a psychopath, but not a psychopath. Right? I was headed there, fell just short. And you know what? I'll take it. You know, I don't want to pass that test. 
So this is a test. I don't. I don't want a hundred on it. I'm. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, have you guys ever taken the the psychopath test? That is a question I would like to ask you. If you have, um, if you haven't, I would suggest you take it because one, it's kind of interesting. There was this what was it, a NPR story years ago, and they've redone it several, several times because the subject is so interesting. Um, I find it interesting. I know, right, Kathy? Whew, not that crazy. <laughs> but there's this uh, NPR story about this father who was a psychopath, and he didn't know it. And he was also um, a neuroscientist. And he had taken um, a picture of a brain, uh, a psychopath brain. And he also took a picture of his brain and the two were similar. And he thought that the brain he was looking at was a psychopath brain, but it turned out to be his, and that's how he learned he was a psychopath. It's a very interesting um, story. You should go check that out. You can find that if you just um, Google NPR psychopath story, I'm pretty sure it'll come right up. It's it really interesting. But I was afraid that that would be like my journey. I would find out through this whimsical or, um, I don't know, this, this journal that I, I'm a psychopath. And that's, that's not a thing I want. You know, um, less of that. Yeah, so that was my day today. I freaked out a little bit and then the test came out fine and then I was cool. It was all good. And all of that had me thinking about mental health, how important mental health is and how much more we're talking about it as a society. That makes me feel phenomenal because I grew up in the 90s, okay? I'm an 80s baby, but the 90s made me. We did not, we did not <laughs> talk about mental health in a way that would encourage others to follow down that road. It's just not a thing that that we did. The 90s were wild, man. If you remember it, good on you. There's a couple of things I don't, but the 90s were wild. It's just not a thing that we talked about. I absolutely love that, um, not just as, as a people, but as a whole generation, you know, a whole younger generation said, we've had enough. Mental health is just as important as physical health. And here's what we need to do in order to make ourselves better people. And a lot of us are on that journey right now. And that is beautiful. I absolutely love that. I'm on my own mental health journey. A lot of us are. And I would encourage you to just keep going, man. The more we talk about mental health, the more we normalize it. And the more we normalize it, the easier it will be for everyone to access it. And for everyone to understand the, the strength and, and how helpful going to therapy or taking care of your mental health is and how much how stronger it can make you mentally. You know what I mean? Uh, if you're not, if you're not trying to to make yourself better, you're not really doing anything. I mean, I was gonna say that another way, but that was rude as shit. So I was like, I shouldn't discourage people. I should encourage people. So if you're not working on your mental health, if you're not working to make yourself a better person, you're not really doing much. So you know, a little bit at a time. I think that's where a lot of people um, get kind of not just sidetrack, but hard to start because you just don't know where to start with mental health, right? Do you find a therapist? What if you don't like your therapist? What do you do then? How, what if you can't afford therapy? That's a problem for a lot of people. What do you do if you need help with your, with, if you need mental health help? You don't have money, you don't know where to go. What do you do? Well, now that we as a society have made, are starting to continue to make mental health a part of our everyday conversation and, you know, talking about it with our kids, the easier it is for all of us to find those answers, right? So what do you do if you need help with your mental health and in a very 
strong, like, I need help right the fuck now. I'm not okay. Mental health. There's a new number. I believe it's 411. Let me Google it right quick to make sure. Word. No, it's not 411. Yo, that's information. Hold up. <laughs> did y'all all just laugh? I did. <laughs> yo, y'all call 411 and be like, yo, I need help with my mental health. So, see what, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Uh, there we go. 1111 or 111 or 999. You can call both. 111 for um, anxiety and 999 for uh, mental health, mental health help. Okay. So there are um, places that you can go. So that's number one. What do I do if I'm, you know, not okay in this very moment? I need someone to talk to you. Call 111 or 999. What do I do if I need help with my mental health and I don't have enough money? There are so many programs, especially for those of you who are watching from Massachusetts. The mental health, I live in Georgia now. Let me tell you, Massachusetts is a goddamn savior, okay? Because getting mental health help down here is so much harder. So if you live like in mass, like a lot of people who watch my podcast does, then consider yourself grateful. Um, in Massachusetts, there are so many different programs that you can use. Um, BetterHelp has been one that I use because um, a lot of us are home. We don't want to go to, uh, even though, you know, the world is opened up, we're about to close the fuck back down. So <laughs> that has been helpful. Um, BetterHelp, or you, if you have a therapist that you like, someone you want to talk to, a lot of therapists are willing to work with you and, you know, you can pay them as you go. Uh, what do you do if you need mental health help? and um, you don't know what the first steps are. Well, hopefully you're watching the show. So the first step is to say that you need help, right? I need help, that's the first step. And then the second step is to, we all have like phones, right? If you're watching this, it's probably on the phone or on your computer. We have like literal computers in our pockets. So first things first, Google it, right? Google it. So if you need any kind of help, how do I find um, support for such and such? How do I find a support group? There's a support group for everything. There's a support group for everything. You will find your people. You just gotta, you just gotta look. You know, make that first step. And the first step is always the hardest. It's hard as shit to step out of your comfort zone. Even to step out of your comfort zone, even if it's surrounded by pain. But if pain is all you know, and you're comfortable with it, why would you leave? Leaving is scary but sometimes scary is good. So take the leap. If you need help, if you mental health, reach out, go talk to somebody. Um, 111-999. There's another number. It's not 411, okay? <laughs> you call that for information. Um, and just your mental health is your responsibility. As hard as that is to say sometimes, because at times, like, I just want my mental health to just go away. I want somebody else to take care of this shit for a day, right? That's not a thing. Your mental health is your responsibility. Regardless of how messed up you might be, um, it's your responsibility. And we count on you to take care of yourself as other, as parts of society, we count on you to do what you think that you need to better yourself because we don't know we're not you. So your mental health is your responsibility. Please, please, please take care of yourself. Okay. All right, so I guess that's a PSA for today. Um, happy motherfucking Friday. Oh, mother lover, I'm sorry, Kathy, my bad. It's just, it's the wine. It's not me, Kathy, it's the wine. I don't know what to tell you. 
I was gonna put it down, but like my hand is stuck to the line. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so what I wanted to do today is I will read three poems. I finished right. <gasps> I finished a poem today. What? I did. I'm very happy about it. Very, very happy about it. I finished um, a poem today. I was looking in my book because I wanted poems that have um, a mental health relationship to it. And that wasn't hard. But I wanted to make sure that it's something I was ready to read. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Kathy. LOL. Shaking my head. It's, it's the wine, Kathy. I don't know. It's not me. It's the wine. It's the wine. Yeah. So I found... I was looking for a poem that would go with mental health, something I wanted to share. And I found this poem in my book when I was looking for another poem. Um, I have a bunch of books like these. Um, I write the, you know, the, I almost said the age. I write the date and the year on the back of them. And um, I have oh, a bunch of these. Um, and I was looking through the, the May one and I found a poem I didn't finish. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is actually kind of good. So, um, I cleaned it up a little bit, rewrote it, finished it, and I finished that today. And I'm really proud of myself about that because I spend too much time on poems trying to make them perfect, but perfect is not an achievable goal. I learned that in therapy as well. There's no such thing as perfect. Um, trying to achieve perfect is like trying to run up a mountain um, in with one breath. Try to run up a mountain with one breath. It's not. That's not a thing. First of all, no one runs up mountains, okay? You walk. And eventually it'll get kind of brisk. So then you just kind of brisk walk. You might do a light jog, but no one runs up a mountain. So don't try to run up your problems. Don't try to run you know, up and past the things that you're succeeding for because it's not an achievable goal. You can't go from zero to 60 without a car. Perfect isn't a thing. Took me a really, really long time to, to figure that out, but I got it now. So I write a poem and then once I feel like it's done, I stop and I just leave it for like a week and just come back to it. And when I read it again, if I feel like I can make it better, I will. If I feel like trying to make it better, would try to fix this, 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 and that, unless I feel like it actually needs it, just leave it, let it be. Because what it says is probably what I needed it to say and what other people needed to hear. So just leave it. I'm learning slowly but surely, but I'm gonna get there. Um, yeah. So the first poem, I'm gonna do three poems today like everyone else on the show would do. Um, the first one is an oldie but goodie, Illusions. The second one is one, uh, a second one I finished today. Second one I finished today. Uh, I finished another poem today. I finished two poems today. Um, I love you. And then the last poem is the, the long one that I finished broken. So we'll start with illusions. Uh, talk about it for a little bit. We're going to I love you and then hit some broken. Then we piece up out of here. And eventually I will show you this wine bottle I got. My mom helped me pick it out. My mom helped me pick it out. Picked it out. It was adorable. Let's do this. All right. So the first poem, oldie but goodie, but I kind of like it. It's called, I like it. I like it. It's called Illusions. <clears throat> I always wrote what I felt and read what I wrote, never sharing my true feelings with anyone, afraid that hope would escape my mouth and never return, so I turned my hope inside out and wrote a book of poems, a lively level of life-learned lessons, 
warnings, and suggestions. But please believe I have my own demons to feed. They live off of me like emotional thieves calling after me on hands and knees, grabbing and pulling after my faith and beliefs. But I have to stay strong, right or wrong. This is my journey to finish and I need to do it alone. I only pray that hope visits me between my moment between my moments of insanity, stops over after dinner, brings out the woman in me, showing me the brighter side of myself when I'd rather keep my eyes wide shut until the answers obvious to see. I am the person I am because I choose to be. But I still have problems that stir up messes, looking in the mirror, cursing my imperfections with my arsenal of lyrical weapons. But I say to you now, my fellow friends or foes, give me freedom or give me death. Take my heart or take my breath because happiness is all I have left. But I bet. I bet you 1,000 smiles and giggles. My ass can cash any check my mouth can write. I can fly faster than a hawk in flight, scooping up my prey for the day because tomorrow won't be the same. So I take what I can and try not to blame myself for the way my brain remains. Shh. Can you hear what they say? Can you hear the words of louder than tambourines? Can you hear what they say? I hear them when I don't dream. But it all makes sense now. I'm trapped inside my own subconscious with no place to run. And the constant slips of my tongue make my mouth numb. And my heart comes to the same conclusion after every moment of confusion, after every voluntary delusion. Ultimately, I am the one choosing to give into my illusions. End of poem. Thank you. So that was illusions. Yay! <sighs> That's how I'm feeling today. That's how I'm feeling today. More Jesus juice. I'm so sorry, Kathy. I said I would not call it that in front of you. Right. You know what? I'm not even going to go down that road, okay? Because I got some plans and with, with my future, and that's going to come back to bite me in the ass. So I'm going to lock that one up. Throw the key away. All done. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else did I do this week? Oh, oh thanks, Kathy. Yeah. Um, I made, oh, yo, I made, um, garlic, honey, garlic, honey, what the hell was it? Garlic, honey, shrimp, <sighs> like just by itself, right? Cause I've been going to the gym, right? I've been jogging. I'm like, I'm not jogging. <laughs> I've been walking briskly <laughs> from place to place. I've been trying to eat better. I've been drinking less alcohol. Uh, hard alcohol, mind your business. And just, you know, all around, just trying to, you know, be on this journey of bettering myself. And um, part of that has to do with um, physical health um, as, uh, as well as eating healthier and having more energy. That's where this part of my journey is coming from. Um, eating healthier, wanting to live longer, and that means uh, prep. I never really thought about it that much until, you know, parts, you know, until really my mom got sick. I didn't really think about the consequences of the things that we do to our bodies when we're younger, not even younger, like in our 30s, like the man, oh man, the parties I used to have, that shit's going to bite me in the ass. So what I'm trying to do now at 37 is, you know, just try to eat healthier, move around more. Um, and just, you know, try to live a, a healthier life so that I can live a longer life, so that I can write more, so that um, I can be a poet for as long as possible um, with the breath that I have. So that's um, 
that's the plan. Pretty much just uh, live. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you guys are taking care of your mental health as well. I mean, your physical health as well. Um, I was walking around my neighborhood for a while and then it got kind of warm and that's when the crazy people come out. So I haven't walked around the neighborhood that much. Also like there, there's a bit of a crime wave. So um, I used to think when I first got here in, in Georgia, for those of you who don't know, I live in Columbus, Georgia. When I first got here, nobody was outside. I was, I moved here in August of last year. And when I got here, like, you know, for those of you who don't, who don't live out here, especially for those of you who live up North, like sometimes, you know, we just hang out in our front yard, you know, sometimes we hang out on a porch, you know, stuff like that. But there's, I haven't seen, like people don't just like hang out on their front porch. Like, I just don't see that here. So, yo, I forgot where I was going with this story, man. Um, hold on a second. Let me go back and think about, um, oh, walking, walking. Yeah. So when I first got here, I didn't see a lot of people out and about, you know, sitting around the house. It was just, it, it was just um, not daunting, but it, it was a shock, like to not see people around the houses and stuff like that. But uh, like I said, bit of a crime wave happening right now in Columbus. So, oh, that's where I was going. I thought that people stayed in the house because it was so hot. Cause I moved here in August of last year. That's one reason it's hot as hell. Another reason the block is hot too. Stay your ass in the house. There we go. Problem solved. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else did I do? Oh, I, if you guys are on TikTok, if you guys watch TikTok, then you know, like I know that there's like this tip TikTok, um, hoop, like a hula hoop. It's purple. We all seen it, right? TikTok is always promoting it. There's this hoop and it, you know, um, it's a hula hoop and there are little parts of the hula hoop that you can take apart as you start to lose weight. Like you break little pieces apart and there's a spinny thing on the outside of the hula hoop that the whole point is to make that spin and you're moving your body at the same time and being loose and stuff like that. So I bought one because let me be honest. I bought it cause I like to take things apart. That's it. That's why I bought it. I just like to take stuff apart. So it's sitting over here on um, my dresser and I haven't, I've used it like twice and I'm going to stop doing that. Okay. I'm going to stop buying things that I really, really want and then touch them twice. That is, that is what I'm going to start doing. I would say it's my new year's resolution, but it's August pretty much. So it's, it's my new life resolution. I'm going to stop buying things that I absolutely want in the moment and then do nothing with it. How many people got me? Huh? How many people on that journey? Yeah. Yeah, I know. There's a bunch of stuff that we just don't need. And TikTok makes things really easy to buy. So enough of that. More done with that. The other day, like, what did I almost buy? I was feeling very impulsive that day. I almost bought, um, oh, a duck. Yeah. Yeah. I almost bought um, a couple ducks, like an actual quack quack duck. Why? Don't know. I, I saw a duck. I was like, ducks are cool. I'll take a duck. I'd like a duck and I try to Amazon a duck. First of all, that's a thing you can do. Yeah, I know. I know. That's the thing you can do. You can buy a duck. And then I didn't buy a duck because I called my best friend first. I was like, yo, I saw this duck and we talked about it. And then I realized I don't know shit about ducks. I don't even, I'm, I'm pretty sure ducks can fly. Yeah, yeah, ducks can fly. Uh, so I know about ducks. I know they fly, they have feathers. I know the feathers don't get wet. Um, I know male ducks are, are a problem. Uh, that's it. 
impulsivity. Okay. It is a duck who sells ducks. That's what I'm saying, Brittany. Like I, there was <laughs> there, like, you can find ducks and they like ship you ducks. I, I don't, I don't know. Like my, my impulses uh, have gotten the best of me in the past, but not this time because I don't have a duck. But I was gonna get another cat. I don't need another cat. I have two cats and a dog. I don't need another animal. But kittens are so cute. The little kitten faces are just so adorable. Oh, I love little baby kittens. All they want to do is play. Little baby kittens want to play. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I was. <laughs> way too close, way too close. And it's all because, you know, I was feeling, um, I guess I was feeling lonely, a little sad, and I just wanted something to fill that hole immediately. Um, not with a duck or a kitten or something else I have to care for, for an extended period of time. Also, what I learned in my endeavors to try to uh, have a duck shipped to me, ducks live forever, bro. Ducks live for like 20, 30 years. What the fuck am I going to do with a duck for 30 years? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. So I didn't buy the duck and I didn't get the kitten, but I thought real hard about both. Like <laughs> disturbingly hard about both. And um, I didn't get either. So impulsivity, watch out for that. Just in case you were wondering. Yeah. Yeah, I've been watching out for that one. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> ship a duck. The world is crazy. Yes, I agree, Brittany. The world is knuck and futz. Ship a duck. <gasps> the world is knuck and futz. Ship a duck. The world is knuck and futz. Ship a duck. Mm, the world is knuck and futz. Ship a duck. What you gonna do? I'm a ship a duck. What you gonna do? I'm a ship a duck. Ship a duck. Ship a duck, ship a duck, ship a duck. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> they went into we went on vacation. Uh, when I was a kid, I had uh, Brittany said, when I was a kid, I had a pet chicken who was murdered and eaten by our neighbors. That took a turn. They went into we went on vacation. Yo, Brittany, that's so foul, bro. That's they ate your <sighs> bro. How you gonna eat a pet? How to eat your. <sighs> We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to, they're gonna have to catch these hands. I don't even like chickens like that, but it was like, yo, chicken. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm coming at my chicken like that. You know my chicken life, son. I don't know what that means. But that was mad foul, and I'm so sorry to happen to you. Fuck all that. Like, oh, sorry, Kathy. It's just what I do. Uh <laughs> that's 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 messed up. I had that happen to me. It was, I was seven and devastated. Oh my god, seven? Seven, do you know how adorable and fun pets are at seven? Man, they took parts of your childhood, bro. They just like snatched your parts of your childhood right there. That was so messed up. It's not how you do it. It's not how you do it. Don't steal people's chickens and eat them. I'm having chicken tonight. But I bought it in the store. Like I didn't find it next door. Plus I'm not picking up. You ain't got to worry about me doing that. I ain't picking nothing. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I found like a little, you know, like sometimes when you buy um, chicken, I found like a little piece of, of the feather left in the chicken, you know, pluck it out, just vomit. Just about. That's what it, it just, it grosses me out, man. And I love chicken without feathers. I don't want to see the process. Don't want to see it. Uh, yeah, mom told me, Brittany said, yeah, mom told me, 
Uh, at the time she went to chicken heaven, but later my cousin told me the truth. Your cousins be ruining lives, bro. Let us live. <laughs> Damn, that's messed up. Um, just, chicken heaven. First of all, your mom is really, really, that's really sweet. Chicken heaven is adorable because um, black parents just be like, well, it died. Shit happens. <laughs> Let's go to school. Like, what do you mean? I'm just saying. So I'm glad that your mom was like, you know, you're, you're chicken with the chicken heaven. And then your cousin was just like, there's no chicken heaven. Ah! And then that just that hurt. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that happened to you. This ball's dumb. You know what? I'm sticking with it. Don't care. I'm so sorry that happened to you though, Brittany. That's messed up. Um, <laughs> so I did not buy any animals when dealing with uh, my feelings of loneliness. I have been incredible. Like I've been hugging my dog and my dog is just been like, this is new. Is this, is this what we're going to do from now on? Like forever? Are you going to wake me up to, to kiss me? Maybe less of that shit. Maybe we could do less of that. And he is such a cuddler. He's such a sweet, 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 sweet dog. He's like a, a, a four-year-old. Like he will always be an adorable, perpetual, adorable four-year-old. He won't get any bigger than that. But even four-year-olds get tired with the bullshit. And he was just like, listen, we're all done petting Nico, okay? We're going to leave him the fuck alone. So I stopped petting my dog excessively. And then I wrote a poem instead. So <laughs> that segue made me laugh. <laughs> okay. I make myself laugh a lot and I'm not sure what that means, but if this is any consolation, I can tickle myself. And that shit's weird because I, I haven't met, um, like in person, I've seen other people on TV, but I've never met another person in, like in person who can tickle themselves. So that's a thing. Yeah. And that's not like a euphemism or anything. I'm, I'm all done. Anyway, on to the next poem. So, uh, the next poem Dealing with um, going the whole day is uh, mental health. That's what we're talking about. So this poem is about, guessed it, mental health. This one is called, I Love You. <clears throat> I just finished this one today, and um, I like the way it came out. I was going to revise it, but it's I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it. That's where it is. Hold on a second. Okay, this is called I Love You. <clears throat> I love you. I spent so much of my life searching for those three words. I've torn myself and my morals to shreds, trying to reach connection. I want to be held, to be trusted with moments in time. I want love. I know they say the grass is greener on the other side, but I have fucking eyes and I can clearly see the grass is green and vibrant over there. My grass is gray and has spots. I added poison to it hoping it would grow faster and stronger, but it shrank and withered like a slow moving infection, a copper looking layer of wannabe dirt love. Patience has never been my strong suit. The inverse will be my demise. End of poem. So that took a turn, <laughs> but um, I do like, I do like that poem. It has so much in it. You know, there's love, there's, um, wait, where am I? Yeah, um, there's love, there's loss, there's heartbreak, there's um, admiration, um, there's jealousy, there's anger. Um, 
Yeah. What's another word? There's a word I'm looking for and I can't find it in my brain parts. Um, and now it's gone. I can't find the word I can't find. So all done. But anyway, <laughs> that poem has a, a lot to do with um, mental health and, you know, just love, just wanting love and shit like that. And I've, I've had love. I've lost love. I've known what it is to be loved. I've known what it is to be loved-ish. <laughs> so um, I feel like that that has given me a lot of not just life experience, but um, kind of like, a, I don't even know what to call it, like a, like a life super suit, you know? Like, oh, I know what this is. Let's get on past this, you know? Um, like just a, a way to identify different parts of love and life and stuff like that. So yay. <clears throat> um, time for another drink. If you have a drink, please hit me with the clang clang. Ah, clang clang. That's a thing for now on. Hit me with the clang clang. Hit me with a clang clang, clang clang, clang. Hit me with a clang clang, clang clang, clang. Not even the first, I, it's just me, bro. Yeah, I'm just hyper as shit. And hyper is good. Oh, that's another thing. Man, oh man, that's something we need to talk about. So um, I started up therapy again. Thank God. Cause like I said before, therapy is super important. So I've been in and out of therapy since I was like, oof, 14, 15, something like that. And in and out meaning like uh, gaps, um, couple year long gaps because life happens. I didn't always have money to go to therapy and it wasn't always as accessible as it is now. Um, we talked about that in the beginning of the podcast. If you missed it, go on back after we finish and then you can catch that too. Um, but being in, in therapy lately has been absolutely phenomenal. It's been a really great release. Um, it's been great. It's been a different, excuse me. It's been a different kind of journey um, going to therapy with the planned idea of self-growth. You know what I mean? Like before I was going to therapy to deal with this, or before I was going to therapy to undeal with that, or before I was going to therapy to keep myself together, you know, but now I'm going to therapy to learn how to keep moving forward, you know, learn how to be stronger, better, faster. You know, it's the first time I'm on a journey of self-love and self-acceptance and self-growth ever. And it feels really good to go into therapy and um, not have to unpack so much, you know? And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with going to therapy and unpacking stuff. That's what therapy is for. But I've gone to therapy and unpacked so much stuff that by the end, I'm just drained, I'm just tired, but it's it's a different kind of, of therapy experience. It's a different kind of journey going to therapy with the idea and expectance expectance of self-growth. That's been phenomenal. So with that in mind, I wrote this other poem. <clears throat> I'd like to read for you. This is the one that I finished today and I like it a lot. I hope you like it. And it's about um, self-growth and, and mental health. And it doesn't have um, a title yet. Um, I had a title, but I just, I didn't, I don't like it. So I'm going to find something else to call it. I just don't know what it is yet. So right now it's called Poem. All right, let's get into it. <clears throat> Hold on, I'm going to sit up for this. I'm going to sit up for this. 
<laughs> Make myself laugh a lot. I'm not sure what that means. <clears throat> I'm good. Poem, because it doesn't have a name yet. I looked in the mirror today, stood up straight, lowered my shoulders, took a deep breath, and allowed myself to take up space. I looked in the mirror today, and I didn't cry. I didn't shrink. I puffed up. I like me. I love me. Those words mean everything on my journey of self-love. I could never utter them before, but finally things are different. I am different. I got some lessons under my belt. I learned that my weight does not define my character. I learned that love is so much more than a feeling. I learned that energy, that I learned that all energy ain't good. And so don't just pull from anywhere. I learned how to listen to my intuition. I learned how to love me. My hobbit feet, my warrior scars, my possessive tendencies, flaws and all. Looking in the mirror used to cost me my sanity for a day or two. Invoking chest grabbing anxiety, my world spinning out of control, mouth dry, face wet with tears and sweat. I wasn't being my true self and my reflection knew it. Couldn't stand to see any other version looking back at me. See, I used to be broken and proud of my lack of progress. Being emotionally stunted gave me the room to also be coddled, to be held, to be led from place to place to situation to new place to same situation. I was craving connection. Having someone hold my hand, show me the way. And when they leave, I head back to where the starting point is, waiting for another hand, continuing the cycle of, will, of woeful ignorance. Childhood drama's a motherfucker, but therapy is a lifesaver. Broken is a place that most of us will live long enough to visit, but it's no place to plant a flag, no place to get comfortable. It's a place to unpack, analyze, repack, and move on. Not doing the work on myself caused me more pain than the comfort of avoidance could ever offer. But taking on this journey of self-love has given me strength to break the cycle of trauma, allowing me to walk away without a glance from the crying ghosts of yester pain, trailing behind me, hoping for my demise, praying that I trip and notice its shiny deception. But I'm repacked and moving on. I've left the broken place. They say home is where the heart is. But the only part of me feeling homesick is my insecurities and that's not a good enough reason to turn around. I know what's ahead. I mean, I don't know what's ahead. I don't know what life has planned, but I know where I've been and what roads not to take. I know how to love myself and how I want to be loved. And that's all the tools I need for now. End of poem. Yay balls! So um, that one doesn't have a title yet, but hopefully it will soon. And yeah, I, I plan on making that like bigger and more awesomer. That's a word, right? Awesomer? I should know that. That is not a word. I'll make it more awesome. Yeah. Um, I want to make that a, a big, grand, awesome thing. So that is one that I will go back to and play with a little bit because I feel inside that it's not done. The other ones are done. Leave them alone. Leave it. But <laughs> I feel like that one can be done a little bit more. A little bit more. 
Anywho, growth. Aww, thanks. Yes, growth, Kathy. Um, growth has just wanting, wanting to grow is not just, not just new because I, I feel like everyone has the the want to grow. You know, they might not have the best execution, or you know, they they might want um, growth that maybe they don't need. But growth is is still you know part of of the plan. And um, for the first time, uh, man, I think ever, um, I'm concentrating on myself. I spent so much time um, in relationships. Some of them loveless, some of them beautiful, um, some of them hard, um, some of them sad, some of them good. Um, I've been dating since I was, I've been in a relationship because you, anyway, I've been in relationships back to back since I was like 16, 17. Yeah. Think about that. Like back to back to back to back relationships. I would get out of a relationship, hop right into another one because I couldn't deal with the feelings of um, being on my own, you know, listening to my own brain and concentrating only on myself. Because if I'm concentrating on myself, then I have no excuse but to work on myself, right? So if I'm concentrating on uh, a marriage that was never meant to be or on a person who may or may not love me, if I'm doing that, then I have no time to do this. I have no time to work on myself if I'm doing that. So this time in my life, um, being single for the first time since I was 16, 17, has been eye-opening. Um, it's been hard and sad and beautiful and better than I thought it would. I swear, I swear, 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 better than I thought it would. I thought self-growth would be like, you know, dragging my my lifeless corpse over you know a burning coal you know I, I thought that it would be so incredibly painful because I've had so many painful things happen to me in my past and I I thought that learning how to love myself would be another painful thing of my past that I have to carry around with me in this book pack in this backpack of bullshit but it's not it's not man it's um it's way better than I thought it would be. Um, you know what I do love? I, I'm gonna, if I ever find another relationship, which I will when I'm ready, I'm not, definitely not ready yet. I still have a lot of growth to do, but um, I love sleeping alone. Oh, oh my God, it is phenomenal. And I learned that I sleep sideways. <laughs> Does anybody else sleep sideways? Like I woke up the other day and like my head was here, but like my body was like, here and then my dog was like here and even he was like this is ridiculous so that's <laughs> that's something i'm gonna have to learn how um nope no i don't i like it absolutely love um sleeping alone um you know what oh what i do love is answering to no one that is phenomenal i love that shit um, I leave the house and I go wherever I wanted to go because I'm a grown-ass woman and I don't have to tell anyone where I'm going. Um, why does that bother me? I don't know why. I, you know, that's another thing I can, you know, work on and, you know, uncover and in, in therapy, but I absolutely hate having to tell people where I'm going. I 
It's just just as simple as like I'm going to the store. But like, why do you need to know that? Mind your business. I'm going to mind my business. That's why I'm going. So that's another great thing about um, being single. And as I'm on this journey, I'm learning things about myself that I absolutely didn't know. So if you are on um, a spiritual journey, if you are on a, uh, a self-growth, self-love journey, man, please, first of all, throw it in the comments. Let's talk about it. And second of all, whatever you're doing, man, just keep going. When I first started, um, you know, this self-growth um, therapy, I thought that it would be, I'm going to be honest, I'm very impatient. I thought that it would be like, you know, we're going to talk about this a couple sessions and then we'll be done because I'll be all healed and da, 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 done. Um, not how it works. Um, I'd like to speak to the manager because self-growth is is one, I see why there's so many books on it because there are a lot of books on self-growth because there's no one way to do it. Just isn't. There's no one way to grow because there's no one in this world who had the same experiences as you did. Even if you have like a twin brother or sister, um, if they, unless they are with you 24 seven in the shower, everywhere. And if they are, that's a problem. Um, people aren't experiencing life the way that you are. So every self-growth, um, I guess, journey has to be different because every experience is different and they all hit differently. And that's something that I'm learning as I go on like the self-growth. There's no one way to grow. Yes, Jamie, there is no one way to grow. And I really thought that there was. I really thought that there had to be some kind of um, blueprint or some kind of, um, I don't know, like message that I'm not getting because I keep hearing everyone going on these self um, love and these self growth journeys. And, you know, they're getting better and faster and stronger and their writing's getting better and their food is tasting better and their lives are getting better. And I see that. And it seems to be done over mother love and night. And Hey, I'll take that as well, but <laughs> not a thing, you know? And that's another thing that, um, I think for me, hinders or has hindered my self-growth process, which is um, the need or want for immediate change. Um, the habits that I have, good or bad, none of them grew overnight. So they won't leave overnight. Um, practicing, the best way to get rid of a habit is to practice a different habit, is to stop practicing that habit. But first you gotta realize you got it. First you gotta realize you have that habit, right? So someone doesn't immediately immediately tell you, how do you know? There are a bunch of things that we know about ourselves, right? So if you're a know-it-all, you know that you're a know-it-all. You know that you cannot help yourself <laughs> but to say the answer. Um, if you are a skeptical person, you know that you're a skeptical person. Not only have people told you, but um, everything that you see seems to be a little bit shifty. There are things that we know about ourselves, big, large things that make up parts of our personality that cannot be missed. We know these things. Placing expectations, Jamie says, placing expectations on a timeline on healing journey does not work. Yes, that's exactly where I was going. And Jamie's so right. You can't put a time clock, you know, you can't expect to say, I'm going to start this journey January 2021 and I'll be done by... I don't know, August, 2021, like you can't, that's not a thing. It, it just isn't. 
And I didn't understand that, or maybe I wasn't willing to really take that in when, when I started this journey. I just assumed that it would be all done. Okay. Go to therapy, talk about some stuff for a couple little bit, write about some stuff for a couple little bit, and then get back to work. Then I'm done. All done with the bullshit. That kind of thing. So <laughs> works. And I'm happy that it doesn't work that way because that seems highly inefficient. It seems like the best way to fuck your life up. So um, if you are on a journey, which I I would suggest everyone go on. For one, you can say you're on a journey. Like, what? Bitch, Lewis and Clark, son. Like, out of here. Yes, I'm on a journey. Like, that. <laughs> just being able to say that is nice. But also, um, starting the journey is always a bitch because you're always going to start on Monday, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever this thing is, I'm going to start this thing on Monday. It's Friday. Monday comes around. I start on Tuesday. Tuesday, I'll start next Monday. And then you keep pushing it off and off and off and off. So with the journey, just start. Just whatever you think about it, just fucking start. Write the shit down, okay? And then start. And so far, this journey has been, um, like I said, better than I thought it was. Better than I thought it would be more eye-opening. Um, there are times when I feel like a super spy, you know, like I'll be in the grocery store or something like that and I'll overhear a conversation. I'm just like, oh, that guy's being a jerk. But he's not being a jerk. He's not just being a jerk. Because everyone can hear that he's being a jerk. No, no, no. That guy's a narcissist. Yeah. Yeah. They're little things... <laughs> <laughs> that I start to hear, like um, your your ears become um, in tuned to whatever part of whatever journey you're on. You know, I'm on um, uh, a self love journey, so there there are things in the self love realm. You know, um, self acceptance. I've become very keen, huh, 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 yeah, um, to. Uh, What's what I'm looking for? Passive aggressiveness. I've become very keen to passive aggressiveness and just identifying it, you know, learning not just what it is, but how it affects me. It bothers me. And a lot of times I just like ignore it because I don't want to deal with it. That's not good enough reason. You know, that's another thing that I started saying um, to help myself move forward. You know, this might not help you, but it helped me, which is, Whatever problem I'm going through, um, however hard it is to do it, quitting just isn't a good enough reason. Quitting because it's hard is just—it's just not a good enough reason. And let me let me explain. Um, if I need to quit something to help myself, um, to help my mental health, to um, stay healthy. If I need to stop something that's hurting me in order to stay healthy, that is a good thing. If something is hurting you, um, like we talked about earlier, Simone Biles, she needed to stop to help herself. If that, if you need to do that to help yourself, you should do that. You should also know what your limits are. You know, does this hurt because it, it hurts or does it hurt because it's unfamiliar and I don't really want to do it anymore. And learning those two distinctions has been um, 
interesting. I learned that sometimes I stop doing things because they're hard. I just do. And that's the thing I want to stop doing. Not because it, not just because it's hard and I can't, I feel like I can't do it. I feel like I can do it, but it's challenging. And then I quit. And because it's challenging, that's not a good enough reason to stop. If I'm hurt, if I'm hurting myself, I'm hurting others, that's a good enough reason to stop. But if I think I can do it and then I did it because it's a little hard, that's not a good enough reason to stop. So that's the thing I say to myself. Is this whatever I'm doing, whatever I'm thinking about stopping, am I stopping for good enough reason? And that's the thing that I have to deal with. Um, and I don't mean it like, oh, God, I have to deal with that. I mean, like, as I go forward, it's a thing that I have to remember to continue to say to deal with. Because sometimes things get hard for me and I'm just like, nope. I'm done. I can't tell you the amount of shit I don't give a fuck about. Oh boy. I didn't even know that I didn't care about these things. Um, until I started really looking at my life and realizing that I'd left that thing behind because honestly, I didn't give a fuck. I didn't care. And sometimes I didn't care because it was hard. And sometimes I didn't care because I just didn't care. But learning what those two differences are learning how to differentiate those two things for myself. Stay up. You are loved. Your next chapter may be, may just be the best chapter yet. Thanks, Kathy. Yeah. You heard what Kathy said. She said, my next chapter is the best one. And that's what I feel, man. That's another thing that um, therapy has given me. Hope, motherfuckers. I have hope. Okay. I do truly, honestly believe that I can do great things if I just try harder, if I just work harder, um, if I just stay in it, stay in it. There we go. But because I believe it, I will make it true. And that is the power of belief and the power of your mental, back to mental health. Did you see that segue? You see a segue? It's smooth like a mother bitch. It was smooth. Back to mental It all always comes back to mental health, okay? Without this, you can't move any of this. Huh? You want to stay doing this? Take care. <laughs> That's my PSA. You want to do this? Take care of this. Done. Show that in schools. Kids, fixed. Don't, that's not, a, that's not a thing. I just want to put that out there in case anyone decides to show this video to kids. First of all, don't. Uh, second of all, uh, that's not how you, there's no such thing as fixing someone. So, well, put that on there. Uh, so, there. Yep. Oh, I didn't tell you about the wine. Let's do this and then we will get out of here because I am all out of poems. And thank you so much for hanging out with me tonight. It's been super fun. Um, my mom helped me pick this this wine out. We went to Sam's Club today. It was a wonderful outing in a, a hundred and one heat today. That's a three digits. That so this kind of hot is like a thing, right? So was it hot today? It's pretty hot today. It's a hundred and one heat index. A hundred and one. Right? Mm -hmm. yeah. I saw some lonely soul uh, driving a hoopty today 
all windows down. And I was like, I remember them days. I remember those days. I remember having a car with no brakes. You need to spend your summers on Cape, silly. Obviously. Yes, Jamie, I can't wait to come back. There was a time when, when I said no brakes, my car was stopping steel to steel. Mm -hmm. Was it my fault? That's none of your business. What I'm trying to say is I feel, um, I feel blessed to be in a different spot, right? And I hope that person soon finds their blessings. Um, yeah, that's, that's what it is today. Oh, the wine. I'm sidetracked like a mofo. ADD. Found out I have that. I feel like I should have known that sooner. feel like I knew that, but I didn't. Anyway, yeah, we'll talk about that another time, um, about my ADD and finding out I have ADD. That's a, a whole conversation for another time, but we almost out this bitch. So let's table that and move on to the wine. Um, like I said, my mom helped me pick this out. It's called The Dreaming Tree, right? Let me see if I can put this on. That doesn't help you at all. Anyway, uh, it's very pretty. And I try to, like... If you watch the show or listen to the show, I try to find wine bottles that reminds me of my guest and I, I'm my guest and um, the dreaming tree because I'm constantly dreaming, um, daydreaming or, you know, night dreaming or um, right now dreaming or career dreaming. Um, I'm always thinking about next. And that's been really fun for the past couple months. Scary. Scary. But fun. I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned a lot about the world. I've learned a lot about the things I've allowed. And I've learned a lot about um, what I will no longer tolerate. And having those tools has not only made me a stronger person, so far it's made me a better person. And I'm going to keep on riding this road and going down this journey uh, until I find more. And I don't even know what more is, but I know I'll know it when I get there. And that's good enough for me right now. Yeah. So um, I hope you guys have a super, super awesome weekend. Please stay safe. Remember, do not drink and drive. Um, spread some love today. Uh, some of us need it. Give someone a high five. Nope, COVID's still real. Give someone an air five, six feet like a player. All right, you guys have a wonderful evening. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Remember, hurt people hurt people. So keep an eye on your pain. Stay safe. Godspeed. And I will see you next week with my wonderful guest, Waleem. That's right. Waleem Peters will be on the show next week. And I have so many questions for him. So many questions. It's going to get freaking awesome. So make sure you're here next week, 7 o'clock. Waleem Peters will be our guest. So let's try this outro one more time. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you for hanging out with me. Remember, hurt people hurt people. So keep an eye on your pain. Stay safe. Godspeed. And I'll see you next week. Much love, guys. Uh, go Yankees. I forgot to say that before. Yeah.